Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. When you go four and twenty-eight, you got to skip. We we got to go past the lose close stage. We got to take a giant step forward. Given what's never had anything to unlearn, to me it at least says they also know they can't wait for these guys to develop, and that next the goal next year is to just blast well. Like we're not going for like a multiple of this year next year. We're going for something. We're starting over. That's what's happening. Yeah, and I think that. Honestly, the like if you want to talk about questions it brings up as if there weren't enough questions for us to mull over. I do think that it calls in, and there was there's a, an argument to be made, obviously, that he was up against it last year and maybe he took a Devin Reed because he was highly rated, you know, and he felt like he needed to fill out his roster and and, and Fabio Basilli, you know, he, he was he was extremely uh guard deficient because he hadn't done he hadn't gotten anybody in the portal. Um, but I think it can call into question somewhat, like, do you know what you want, honestly? Because he says he wants a certain kind of kid, this and that, but he brought in all three of these guys as freshmen. Two of them, he was in charge of their recruiting from front to back. Um, and Kamari, he had, you know, recommit after he, uh, he uh, reestablished his commitment after he took the job. So it's one of those things where he brought in three clean slates, last year that didn't have any of the baggage from the season before um, who you didn't have to take on. You didn't have to feel any pressure to bring in or, or keep on the roster. I mean, and all three of them are, are leaving and, and maybe they are three misses and they weren't fits, but it begs the question like, well, do you know what you want, you know, and, and how good are you at evaluating a fit at Louisville? So there's, there's more questions than answers there, but hopefully we'll get, some answers. I know we had uh, Paul Biancardi on the V show earlier, and, and and there's absolutely a lot of talent out there that's going to be available for Kenny, and hopefully he finds what he's looking for. Well, and I know that one of the things we have been talking about is, uh, regardless of, of you know sort of relative skill level, if, if I could implore Kenny for anything for next year, you will get more patience for – choppiness and struggles and all that when when it is balls to the wall like if if, and the women like i keep going back to and i'm sorry if it feels like or it sounds like i'm repeating myself at times but sometimes these things just bear repeating earlier this year when jeff walls basically scolded his own team and told them "You, you guys make me sick and don't you realize these people will go to the ends of the earth for you win or lose if it is obvious that you are giving every single thing you have it's he's right and next year's team whatever the record they have a well the record has to be good but they've got to be obvious i don't want to talk about work ethic next year i don't want to talk about intensity i don't want to talk about playing hard i want to be able to assume that here 
and that's like that has to be true of every single player that comes in here, whether they're going to be role players or people that they lean on heavily uh, for next year. The good news is, Paul Biancardi was uh, was on with uh, with Nick and and Mark Lieberman earlier did a great job. Talked about Caleb Glenn, who sometimes like the first guy that commits is you you kind of you get tired of that guy and you don't really. I think he's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm I'm big on Caleb Glenn. Can we listen to what he had to say about Caleb Glenn, having just watched him play very recently? I had his game in South Carolina last week, and i got to tell you something, guys. It was the best performance I've ever seen from Caleb Glenn. I put on Twitter, Louisville fans, there is hope. Uh, I saw that. He was so, yeah, he was so impactful from a constant energy, defensive rebounding, offensive rebounding. He blocked shots like I've never seen him block before because the urgency he played with was to his team to, you know, get into Geico Nationals if they could qualify. They didn't end up qualifying, but they were playing high-level opponents. I mean, the best of the best in the NIBC. Uh, he was spectacular. If he can, and, and he's been very good all season long, but when I saw that, I said, this is exactly what Kenny Payne needs in his locker room and on the court. In practice and games on a daily basis. Mwah. Right, your <laughs> lips. Like if I could kiss Paul Biancardi, I would. That was a little disturbing. Well, get a, can we isolate me doing that? That is pretty funny. Oh, for sure. You got to mark that. Yeah, but. Oh yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Uh, uh, that's fine. That's it's right. everything you wanted to hear. You know, it's Mark, everything you Mark wanted to hear wants about. To kiss Paul Biancardi. It's Mark Ennis kissing Paul Biancardi. But yeah, that's no, right. it's it's that's what you want to hear. You know, when you're talking about next year's roster, like that's what we need. I've been very excited about Caleb Glenn since he signed on the dotted line. And and if you're asking if he's going to know, you know, if one of your big things was they don't understand Louisville and they don't understand the jersey and and whatever, like, Caleb Glenn's going to understand it. You know, he's. He's a he's a Louisville kid. Like he'll 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 understand that 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 shouldn't have to that shouldn't be an issue. Well, I just I love everything about that because he's talking about the best Caleb Glenn has ever looked. Yeah. was in a comp a, a tournament with the best players he's ever played against. Yeah, and he's talking about Caleb Glenn. He's not talking about a guy like he had forty points and he shot the ball twenty seven times or what. It was he was blocking shots. He was relentless on defense. My God, he's gonna he's gonna be the like everyone's favorite player from day one, <laughs> and, you know, j- just for that stuff. But I'm I'm glad to hear it. I'm encouraged by that. What he just said about Caleb Glenn needs to be true of every single player that they sign. Not that he's you know a great impactful player, but the things he's talking about where he impacts the game in ways other than scoring he's relentless on defense his attitude is is aggressive and uh, just com- not derailed by the slightest bit of resistance or 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 bad luck or whatever i want to hear that about every single guy they sign yeah that's a start you know and that'll be in theory that's what kenny payne's been talking about so i mean just uh, sounds like a great first piece now, he was asked about uh, Trenton Flowers as well. And it, I realize that Trenton Flowers, at least right now, is a 2024 kid. But uh, he is rumored to be uh, reportedly at least interested in exploring possibly reclassifying. Uh, and same kinds of descriptions from him. 
Zach, if we could play the Paul B's answer, what what are we talking about here if Louisville were to get not only get Trenton Flowers but get him to to reclassify? I don't know where he's going. I don't even know where the lean is right now. I haven't really spent a lot of time into it. I'll, I'll know more information as we get closer. I saw him play recently. Very talented. And when I say talented, he has natural instincts to score the ball, and he's a, a better than advertised passer. Uh, he can find the open man. He's not afraid to give it up. He's not going to be a, a ball-dominant uh, two-guard or a small forward. So there's a lot to work with. If he reclassifies, uh, you know, he can really help a college basketball program in the class, even of 2023. He's that talented. He needs to get stronger. He's still slight in terms of frame. And that's always an issue with kids when they go from high school to college. You know, they get knocked down to the floor. They don't get up the same way. Uh, it's hard to finish through the bumps and the bruises. And sometimes the calls aren't made, as, as Mark knows. And then you have to play through the fact of, hey, they didn't call a foul on that, and, and now you lose your mind and, and your physical frame isn't, isn't strong enough yet. So a lot to work on, a lot to work with with Trenton Flowers. I'll take it. I will take that. If if the biggest issue with the kid is that he's just got to get stronger and put weight on, like that's Gorgie. You know, like, like we, we can live with that, right? Mm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Especially like Trenton Flowers is an elite. He's an elite talent. I mean, it's not a project who's skinny. You know, it's it's a elite kid who's got the skill set to affect you, the game right away, even if he's a little slight. Like, we talked about Devin Reed being little, but he also wasn't the player that Trenton Flowers is. You know, that's it's not, not the same thing. You know, if you've got a kid who's skinny, but he's extremely talented, you can live with that. And he can, he can make an impact in the game without having to be quite ready yet physically. Yeah, I'm... I'm happy to hear that these guys seem naturally good at what they're doing and that what you when they show up you're not going to have to try to um drill in a bunch of things that sh- that you would you wish would be there instinctively you know that was one of the things that i think drove everyone crazy about aiden gayon is it was like this guy first of all he looks like a professional wrestler he's like amazing body wise and then looks like he read the book on how to play basketball, but had never actually played basketball and anticipated nothing. And I'll take a skinny guy who just seems to have basketball in his DNA and needs to eat a sandwich and lift some weights over a guy who's like, I look amazing. I look like a 40-year-old man who could beat you to death with my hands, but I don't know what, I don't know anything about basketball. It's I'll fun. take the former. Like I just um, – I've looked at this – Recently, I know I know about what it was, uh, but I looked up Aiden Gahan's stats from the season at Grand Canyon, and the first thing you see, like it, the first Google result, was him like shirtless, just looking like an Adonis. <laughs> you know, <laughs> his stats at Grand Canyon are two point seven points, three point five rebounds, point two assists. See, see, he sh- he should score two point three points per game and have seventeen rebounds. Yeah. Because he can tear everyone else he plays apart with his bare hands, but he doesn't because he doesn't. He doesn't like every rebound is a new experience. It's not instinctual. It's not instinctual for him. At not all. at all. You want you... Aiden Gahan on your roster so that the other guys know they have to work out hard, and for getting off the bus. 
Absolutely. First off the bus. He is and the first guy off the bus. What is your experience with J.R. Smith, by the way, Zach? Because that does not sound like an accurate experience. Well, J.R. Smith does not want to wear a shirt. That's, that's true. That's 100% true, but he also was a 20-point-a-game scorer for a while in his career. There you go. I remember that. Yeah, it happens. I'm here. The man doesn't wear a shirt unless he has to. If I won an an NBA championship, you would have to restrain me to put a shirt on me. Yes. Ever. Generally speaking, people have to restrain me and put clothes on me constantly. So it's. (laughs) I don't think it'd be any different if I actually had a good body. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't even like my body. J.R. Smith is great, though, by the way. Like, oh, he was, dude, I he was a really him. good player. And he's I love the fact that he went back to school and is a walk-on golfer. It's amazing. No, like the, there's <laughs> I love everything about his post-basketball career. I love the fact that he is the um, genesis of one of the best memes ever. And LeBron just like, oh, God. are you kidding me? me <laughs> when he, was, <laughs> he forgot the entire situation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get the he pipe. He said you're trying to get the pipe. Oh, he did say that. <laughs> he he trying to get the pipe. Oh. <laughs> but he's killing it. No, he went he went and walked onto the golf team and, and at like forty years old or you know, late thirties and just <laughs> There you go. No, dude, that's a a great way to spend your retirement. He doesn't need another dime. You know he can't, he he stopped playing ball. He's got a bunch of money. He put some money into their golf program. I'm pretty sure uh, it's North Carolina A and T, right? Yeah, yeah. So HBCU. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a great story. And then just like his his random tweets about college life, you know, killed me. Eighty-one fifty ninety-three nine. That's uh, the number if you want to get in here. Thirty-eight thirty-one. 93.9 for the UPS jobs text line. If you want to hit us up that way, uh, you can as well. One more clip from Paul B. and Cardi. Big thanks uh, to Nikki V. and uh, Mark Lieberman for, for getting this uh, from him. He was asked about Curtis. Uh, we'll play two more. Asked about Curtis Williams, uh, who I think you know is is light less regarded than, than some of the other guys. But he says... Very much in the Caleb Glenn mold uh, as well, if we could play number four there. Uh, similar to Caleb Glenn, they're a pair of small forwards, power forwards, if you will, versatile forwards. They score, they rebound, they got good size. Uh, Curtis Williams is 6'6", is six, six, Caleb Glenn 6'7". And let me tell you, Caleb Glenn has a college-ready body, and so does it Williams. So I like their physicality that they're going to bring. I love their demeanor and mindset where we're going to do what the coach says. You know, we're going to be competitive. We're going to play through our mistakes. That, that's all baseline stuff, and they both bring that, I want to say, that winning competitive mindset, and Louisville needs that more than anything right now. Forget about skill level. They just need guys who are going to try to compete for the practice time that they have, pay attention in the film room, take care of their bodies, and then obviously for the 40 minutes that they play. They're not uber-talented but they are very talented. When I say uber-talented, I'm looking at guys inside the top you know, 25 or 30 
usually those guys have a very high skill level. These two kids are skilled, physic- physically ready, uh, with a great mindset, and I think could be very good defenders and rebounders. Uh, every, like, I'm not going to make the kiss sound again. Do it. But but <laughs> every it. word of that scared. is every word of that is just what the doctor ordered. These guys, they're look, they're not you know one and done type skilled guys, but they have college ready bodies. They're going to do what the coach says. They're going to play through their mistakes, not go into the tank the minute something goes wrong uh, for them. They love to rebound. I like their demeanor. They are competitive. This is all the things we were just talking about. Uh, that that plagued this team from start to finish all year. I want to be able to assume all of those things and then fine tune them as basketball players. We might get to do a little bit more of that next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those the, the things that you want to be givens. They aren't always, but the things that you want to be givens with high level basketball players. You know, the effort, the defense, rebounding. You know, like things that you want to be able to build off of. Uh, it sounds like they're they are. Um, built in with Curtis and Caleb. That's what you want to hear. Like those are the things that was like pulling teeth. You're like, why are they not in good position? You know, why like why are they not boxing out on a free throw? Like why are they not doing the things that they taught you to do when you're eight years old? Why is effort still a talking point in February? Texture says they all sound like givers, not takers. And that's funny. But that is that is exactly what they sound like. Like the, these guys uh, solve the issues at hand in that regard. Now they're a long way from being like championship players, but these guys, like we desperately need whatever the results are. Dave, next year's got to be. I hope everyone just hates playing Louisville. Yeah, like I, I don't know, like to say the word solve, and I know that's not what you're saying, but like they they address the issues, whether they're the. The solution or not, we'll find out. But they certainly sound like they address some of the weaknesses um, that we had on this year's roster, but of which there are many. But they they began to address them. Sorry, I was just watching somebody take a picture of somebody else's food. It was really weird. I don't know. It was it was in a bag. Where was the picture being taken? The on the sidewalk. Was- uh, I don't understand. Like maybe it was like proof of delivery or something. Nah, could be. You know, because be. there was yeah. a, that. That feels like the only explanation to that. Or the guy has a photo album called "Random Brown Bags of Food." But if it's still in the bag, Zach, what is that doing for anybody? I don't either. But like, doesn't make it taste any better. I can tell you that. I literally could have just. No. I do love if you want to get like fall down the YouTube rabbit hole, the videos of like boyfriends and husbands just like smashing the food right as their wives try to take it the picture <laughs> of it. I don't know if you've seen that. It's just like like a fist right through it. It's one of the funniest <laughs> things. It's ridiculous. But you can tell it's obviously like this is like the seventy third time we've done this and I'm sick of it. I just yes. want to eat my food. I'm, I don't want to stage it first. I fully one hundred percent endorse this movement. It's very, and it's like the most like blunt, ridiculous, just like fist through your pile of rice. Take that picture, babe. You know, that I want, sort of thing. I want 
a woman out there to subvert it, you know, when their when when their husband is taking a picture of his food. You know, but there's let's, let's not break a up husband the on norms. earth that ever takes a picture of his That food. is not true. It's it is not true. There's plenty of people out there Instagramming their food that aren't women, buddy. No. You know when I take pictures of food when I cook it on the You're grill. Proud of it? I do yeah. dude, I do I every once in a while I'll put out my in process food pics. But that's half of my personality on the radio is my grilling and my smoking. So we'll talk and about it. I'll put it out. I don't here. know if I want to encourage this or not, but a texture does say Zach has a great radio voice. So there you go, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Texter says, we still need that guy who will either go to the NBA or prison if you don't get it, asked Luke. <laughs> I, 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 I said it yesterday. It. We need an MF or we need a guy that you love, but you would hate if he played for anybody else. And Luke played with two of them, one of which That's went to the NBA <laughs> and one of position. which almost went to prison <laughs> or flirted <laughs> exactly with it for right. years between Trez right. and Shane. Like he had Absolutely. two of them, man. And they, they chose each different path. <laughs> We need we need one parolee next year. <laughs> right? That's right. Like, just one. Get us a Ricky like, Vaughn out of the California penal system. By the way, I, we'll get to Chaz here in just a second. I did tweet at you that picture of Florida's 400-pound defensive tackle I yesterday. Know. Oh, oh Man. what a dream. Oh, I loved it. Oh. You know I'm with you on that. Oh. That guy's thighs have never not touched. <laughs> You know, like thigh gap or whatever. Like okay. he's never had that and never will. I love that you thought that you had to explain it to me. <laughs> well, I know you know. That was not for you. <laughs> like yeah, our mothers have sewn patches the inside in the of my thighs. Of would like a word with you, Mark. Yeah, I know. Believe me, buddy. We're on the same team. <laughs> Every time I did conditioning, it was just like, oh, oh great. The fire begins. That's right. I know. <laughs> the fire, it's like tender in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly right, dude. I know. I know. It's Let's awful. get Chaz in here. Chaz, try to follow that, buddy. Welcome into the drive. What's up? <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, so I've tried to, to go through my head as a, as a Louisville fan. What At what point next year, you know, like what is the what is the satisfaction that we have to have from Kenny uh, to be able to, to look to a year three? And, you know, I, I think about this year. Obviously, I think every every single one of us believes there's more than four and thirty talent that that they played or whatever the record was. But you think about Scott Satterfield's worst year; he won the same amount of games as, and and he only played eleven games. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of sad when everybody wanted Scott Satterfield out the door, but there's a lot from that Kenny Payne mafia, as, as Diener likes to call them, that you know they they don't feel like they feel like he should automatically get it. And by my standards, I called into LSL last week and I was like, I don't, everybody's like, Oh, 500 or better. This is Louisville. This is not, this is not Creighton. This is not, you know, Northwest Dakota state. This is Louisville. This is one of the top six programs of all time. We should be talking NCAA tournament at the least bubble next year. Assumed. I don't want to hear this go, yeah. go 500 stuff. That's just not acceptable here. We, we would never have accepted that with any other coach. I mean, Chris Mack, we were on the bubble. We, we didn't make it. He was getting fired in the middle of the season. And to me, his team was more competitive in games than this year than, than Kenny's yep. team was. So, I, I just, to me, next year, it, it's NCAA tournament or he's, he's got to go. And, you know, I mean, I hate to say this, but 
the, the coaching tree 70 miles up the tree up, up the road is not as good as Rick Pitino's coaching tree is. So Cal just does not have the assistance. <laughs> that's, that's that, the, that the understatement of the, of the century, Chaz. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just curious what you all feel. I, I, I feel like we need to start getting back to talking about second and third weekends as the goal, not, not just 500 is, is, is an acceptable outcome next year. So um, I'm anxious to see what he does this year. I mean, obviously we all know he's got to hit the portal. Um, you know, it can be done. We watched Pittsburgh do it. So, you know, I'm, I'm not in the fire him after one season. I don't think that's, that's okay. And I don't know that you would get a coach to come here after firing a coach for one season because that's just another kind of pressure cooker. So um, I'll hang up and listen to what you guys got to say. But to me, it's, it's NCAA tournament or bust next year. Appreciate uh, the call there, Chaz. Thank you. Good to hear from you. And Chaz, if you think Chaz is some sort of a uh, a hothead, Chaz is like one of the few that was calling in consistently, be like, "Y'all need to chill out about Scott Satterfield," and and, and it oh, did was, get better for yeah, sure. So he's he's not uh, the point being he's not a guy that just flies off the handle. Uh, and I I think you and I have said what he said in a different way. This year being as bad as it was. And the tools that are available now with NIL support and the portal and NIL itself as a tool uh, to help in, in player acquisition, yet yeah, next year he, he does not get the lose close 16 and 15. Uh, you know, we should accept an NIT bid so we can see what we're made of in the future kind of season next year. They've got to be way better right away from the jump. Uh, next year, and I think Kenny knows that. I did want to jump in here really quickly. Uh, some some breaking news in the NFL: the Chicago Bears sitting on the number one overall pick. They are trading that pick to Carolina. Ooh! So Carolina has moved up to the number one pick in the draft. The Bears will get from Carolina the number nine pick, the 61st pick, so at the tail end of the second round, the Panthers' first round pick next year. A second round pick in 2025 and DJ Moore, the wide receiver. So the Bears are going to stick with Justin Fields. They're going to move down to nine. The Panthers, obviously, they want their pick of quarterback. So at number one, so the the the, uh, the the carousel spins here now. The Panthers have the number one overall pick. I just I saw a um, I saw that trade mocked in, a, in in something I was looking at yesterday, like that specific trade with the Panthers moving up, and it had them taking Anthony Richardson at one, which is amazing. Most everyone reacting just, to this seems uh, to think that they will be taking C.J. Stroud. I, I he's the he I think is the surest thing Agreed. of the of the top four those top four quarterback prospects, yep. and I think you'd be crazy not to take C.J. Stroud. I agree. Yeah, like when you tell me the compensation, it doesn't smack me in the face. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it doesn't it, seem like they got robbed. The, right. Like, and it, where was DJ Moore in his contract? You know, that was that's a question. That's what I thought. <laughs> so there you go. Um, one year left on DJ Moore. You know, uh, two firsts, a second, and a third, and you you give up this first, next year's first. The other second is until twenty twenty five. 
or whatever it was. That's a look. The, that is a, it's a big deal. Uh, I would be stunned if we get anything other than quarterbacks one, two, three in the first three picks. Yeah, they're saying four in the top seven, basically. Yeah. And everybody's going to be jockeying to get up there at the top of the draft. Josh Allen, yeah. But that's the thing. I'm all I, for, like, here's the thing. I'm all for the NFL expanding what they think is a great quarterback prospect. I am, because ultimately you get more great quarterbacks that way instead of pigeonholing athletes like Anthony right. Richardson. Um, I'm just saying, personally, like, as much as I'm happy he went through the draft process as a quarterback, I'm happy he's going to get He's going to be a top 10 pick, and he's a freak athlete. I watched a lot of Anthony Richardson, and he just didn't have the production in college at any level that would make me think that he's going to be that quarterback in the NFL. But I'm glad he's getting the chance. I just, I'm glad it's not going to be my team that takes the chance. I'll put it that way. He Man, could kill it. He could kill it. Let me ask you something. And I, uh, I know that the financial part of it, is in terms of like a contract is is a big deal but if you're a panthers fan and lamar gets the non-exclusive franchise tag and everyone all these franchises immediately through their chosen beat reporter leak it out there they're not interested in lamar you could have had lamar for just for just two first round picks yeah and a big contract that's it and a big deal and instead you give up two firsts and a second and another second, and DJ Moore to draft a rookie. Yeah. And like you said, a lot of it comes down to the financials, though. Like, you get to build around a quarterback on a rookie deal. Like, some some franchises really like to reset the clock on that, you know? That sucks, yeah, man. You These are. blows. I'm sorry. Well. You take it. You take it. Well, hey, look, I, I've got... I'm dealing with the the story that came out yesterday. Every once in a while, Woody Johnson likes to insert himself into, uh, you know, the the front office machinations for the Jets, and he was basically the reason. Like everybody in the Jets front office wanted Derek Carr except for the owner, and so that's why yeah, we're that's, that's some Rogers. commander stuff, man. <laughs> I know, really dude. Is. Do we well, still have Mike? Woody's not quite as toxic as Daniel Snyder, but he does have some traits. Do we still have Mike? All right, let's squeeze Mike in here before we take our last break. Mike, welcome into the Drop and I have the What's up, buddy? Hey, guys, I'm, I'm glad that last guy talked about Satterfield. I've been having that on my mind, too. You know, this first year was a success, I think, by all accounts. The second year was bad. And, you know, at some point, he lost the fan base. You know, especially when he starts his last year terribly. Turn it around, and they were playing great. The last half of the year. I mean, I, I don't yeah. think anybody can argue that. When he lost majority of the fan base, it didn't matter really what he did. Now, Jeff Brom being in, in the uh, hanging out in the peripherals that didn't help either. Like Kenny Payne, among all of his issues, one of them is that he has lost a large majority of our fan base. And I hear you know he's going to get these five star recruits. That's all well and good, but for me, 
that doesn't move the needle because I have no confidence in the man that he's going to be able to get anything out of them other than what they're going to already bring to the table. But you look at the, the things that this team struggled with this year, it was it was coachable stuff, in my opinion. Hustle, defense, just playing hard. And they couldn't even do that. On a regular basis, for sure. They would have spurts. So, I don't know what he's got to do next year. Like, I've been trying to think about it. I don't know. I don't think there's anything he can do shorter. Yeah, you know, I think I heard you guys say earlier, he needs to make the NCAA tournament. Well, make the tournament and you get beat in the first round, that does nothing for me. I mean, I'm a 50-year-old Louisville Cardinal fan. I know, I know where we've been and I know where we should be. So, he's got a hill to climb to get me back for sure. And it's not going to be a one-year thing. A tournament run next year, you know, getting to the tournament, okay, that's going to be good. But, man, he's done so much damage with this four-win season. I don't know. It's going to take some miraculous event for him to dig himself out of. Appreciate the call. Uh, thanks, Mike. I want to respond to Mike on the other side here because I know we're, we're running out of time to take a last break. So we need to do that right now. We'll come back. We'll put a bow on this one and respond uh, to Mike there. On the other side, on the drive when I find the bow. At Kroger, you can find the highest quality products at a great price in every aisle, every day with Kroger brand. So you can stock up on your household favorites that are tried, tested, and loved by you. Because when you get the products you love at great prices, it feels like winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When you've been injured in a car wreck, there's a lot at stake. Your family, your job, your future. And the insurance company knows there's a lot at stake for them too. That's why you deserve a law firm with a proven track record of success. I'm attorney Darrell Isaacs. Reputation matters. Experience matters. You matter. When everything's at stake, Isaacs and Isaacs is here for you in Indiana. Just click to get help quick at wewin.com. Kentuckiana, when you want the best, Neil Huffman has it. Home of Huffman Value Pricing. Every vehicle is determined by demand and availability, not by how long we've owned it. All backed by our three-year maintenance plan, our 110% price protection guarantee, and our seven-day like it or exchange of promise. Because when you buy with us, you're buying from a dealership that's family-owned and operated since 1969. Online at neilhuffman.com. Some terms and restrictions apply. See neilhuffman.com for details. March Madness is finally here, and Wing Zone has a game plan for you. 20 boneless wings with a jumbo wedge for only $15.99. Have them sauced with our new El Dorado flavor. It's a spicy honey mustard that brings... Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again just like I just did You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. 
Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. Uh, Missouri, by the way, about to uh, absolutely cement in the NCAA bid. If there's any question, they're, they're going to get it. They're about to knock off Tennessee uh, in the SEC tournament. Dennis Gates has done one hell of a job there. Uh, at uh, at Missouri in year one, not only did they play super hard, they took a bunch of Cleveland State dudes. They're really good. They're fun to watch, man. They're not only are they winning, they're not mucking it up, dude. It's exciting. It's fun stuff. Yeah, it is. I'm look. Whenever we're not in the tournament, which unfortunately has been too much lately, whenever we're not in the tournament, I just want chaos. I want it. I want teams in there that screw it up. You know, Missouri's been pretty solid this year from 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 front to back, and I'm not sure what to make of the Tennessee team. I just don't, you know, I've watched them several times this year. They've got big wins and big losses. Yeah, I mean, that's really the yeah. easiest way to say it. Um, can't I feel really like tell. For a, for a Tennessee team that everyone insists is good, every time I saw them on TV, they lost. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> they lost to everybody lost to good Kentucky that I, twice. Yeah. yeah. Not even competitive, really. Like, I got yeah. flushed by Kentucky both times. Uh, and now they they have lost to Missouri 79-71 Missouri 24 and 8 uh, you know look the the uh, the anti Kenny in that regard a first year head coach uh, at a new place did what a lot of people would have liked brought in a bunch of his own guys uh, first year head coach there he had been a head coach so he's got that on Kenny but uh, the sort of thing we had uh, the, the caller who called before the break Mike who said Kenny's done so much damage that just making the tournament next year does nothing for him. I, d- I, I think that's... I'll disagree un- on that. I totally disagree on that. I think it's unreasonable. Rick Pitino lost multiple first-round NCAA tournament games with yeah. his program fully established. These things happen. I think that's ridiculous. I, I think that the... the di- not ridiculous, but I disagree with it. Yeah, I don't want to start calling people ridiculous because I, I haven't liked that tone. Right. I strongly disagree with that. Uh, I think if you tell me next year Louisville's going to absolutely make the tournament and lose in the first round, that is undeniable progress where Louisville's sitting in the right zip code for where they ought to be, and now it's time to start making it better. So I I totally disagree with that. But I understand what's saying. I think – the heart of what he was saying was is this was so bad that just making the tournament doesn't make up for it for me and i understand that but i think if you ask yourself if he says hey look the 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 vast majority of the problem this year was like these guys just aren't coachable and you turn over the roster and say you bring four guys back and you bring in eight or nine new guys or whatever and then you make the tournament next year i we're back to zero he yeah. hasn't made up for year one, but we're back to zero, and now it's about maintaining and building from there. Well, I think what we bristle at is when people are like, "Well, five hundred's good because look where they were this year." That's what we did. That's Hell what no. we reject. You know, like that's not Firmly. good enough. Yeah, that's 
we're not going to readjust and recalibrate expectations because the program bottomed out in the first year at Kenny Payne. You know, like it's bringing you back, but you're going to have the expectations to to be better than that. You know, to be fighting for a tournament bid at the end of the year. That's where you need to be. Um, and also, side note, Missouri also has a great chubby point guard with Nick Honor, you know, who was at Clemson before. Uh, I love a chubby point guard, like the Mateen Cleaves, Khalid El Amin type. I miss him. Love a chubby point guard. Yeah, we don't really have those anymore. It's got to be like skinny six-foot guys that yeah. can run like a deer. There's no more Khalid Al-Amin just running up the court like, oh, I'll just give the ball to Richard Hamilton. He can run all yeah, I like the I'm guys. I'm just going to stay on the other end of the court. I like the guys that are way better than they they look like they should be. They look like they should like, be. They have extra. They have their baby fat still somehow at 23 or 21. <laughs> they just Jared Solinger comes to mind there as far as big guys. Right. But we had that like the 99 UConn team and the 2000 Michigan State team, we had back-to-back like chubby point guard national titles. Uh, and it just, man, we had a real we had a real heyday there. I miss them. The guys look like they should be playing at the Y. <laughs> what, uh, what is your favorite position in any sport for the player to be fat? Oh, man. Quarterback. Well, quarterback is fun. Stan Humphreys playing offensive tackle and quarterback on his high school team is one of my all-time favorite things. As someone, as someone, well, as someone who played uh, tight end and quarterback in high school, I I always loved uh, Stan Humphreys for that. Uh, I, for me, love a fat punter. That's that's what I was gonna say. Any fat punter or kicker is fantastic. Yes. Totally Penn, agree. Penn State had a guy a couple years ago, Joey Julius, I think was his mm-hmm. name. He was a big fat guy that ran down and tackled dudes. Like he was bigger than most of the guys he was trying to tackle. I love Incredible. it. I love that. I love, love a fat, fat punter. punter, fat yeah. kicker. Love that. Um, I'm trying to think of others. I mean, like Demetri Hill for Florida back in the '90s. Uh, look it up, kids. Uh, Demetri <laughs> Hook, uh, fat center is pretty fun. I like fat pitchers. Well, Burns, Burns for uh, for NC State this year is delightful. Because he looks like he's sweating to death in every game. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's crafty. It's fun to watch. Like Fat pitchers are great. Like Bartolo Colon. You know, I love a fat yeah. pitcher. <laughs> you know, Fernando Valenzuela. Uh, CC Sabathia. Like, uh, well, fat uh, pitchers are great. Special fielder, a fat first baseman. Fat first baseman is a, is a classic yeah. trope. Just like fat catchers, even though you don't see it at the major league level, really. What about um, the other way? Skinny golfers. Those are also guys that you just <laughs> don't, don't see anymore. too many skinny golfers that there are. There's a, Tiger lot of Woods. There's a lot of fit golfers. They're all fit. I mean, yeah. Tiger Tiger introduced the era of working out like, yeah. like just Adonis golfers. And now the vast majority of them are in really great shape. And unfortunately, like the the um uh like pat, jason duffners are, are are few and far between now pat There's perez like, went to the live tour yeah, so. pat perez. yeah like pat perez was pat perez has oliver never miller been is the golfer. ultimate <laughs> oliver miller is to fat centers what jared west is to like workman like players craig stadler craig stadler that's great also love it like a when we say like a fat player like abnormally fat love a super fat nose tackle. Oh well, yeah, we know that about you, though. We know that about me. Sleep apnea boys. Like, I, those are my I guys. love them too. Give Gilbert me the Brown. Necklace. Give me the neck. Ted yes. Washington. Ted Washington. Chris Gilbert Brown. Chris Jenkins. Uh, uh, the 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 four hundred pound kid for Florida right now. Yeah. Who <laughs> looks like he's just tossing people yeah. around. Yeah. Look, I want I, uh, Tony Siragusa. Like that's yeah. Those are my people. I want my three four nose tackle to be very unhealthy. <laughs> 
You ever notice the biggest personalities on these teams are always the fat guys? It's always the linemen. It's always Who are you the talking to? Uh, Zach, you didn't grow up fat. Yeah. I did not grow up fat. I got the there. Right. I did go to college after all. So. I was the biggest well, kid on my high school football team. I had the biggest personality. All of so, us who, who wore husky pants at some point have developed tremendous senses of humor. That's right. Like, that's how that works. You have to develop. You have no choice. If you're going to be a giant, uh, chubby athlete, you have to develop your personality. You have no options. Ooh, yeah. Chubby outfielder. Texture says. Are, are there chubby outfielders? Kirby Puckett uh, was a little Kirby chubby. Puckett's the Husky, choice. Tony Gwynn. Husky. Husky hey, outfielders. Dad bods are in these days. Nobody likes the skinny guy anymore. Damn right. I love it. See, you see one texter compliments Zach, and he is just on that mic for the next 20 minutes. I love it. This is what happens, Texters. No idle words out there. They mean something. <laughs> Wait, what? Say that again? I said there's no idle words. They mean something. When you That's say right. when you when you compliment Zach, he's like, There you go, I've got my opening. We'll talk for the next That's half hour. Right. Watch me run with this now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the ball and running with it. It's the I do it's the drive. Zach, with, with I really Zach do love. <laughs> yeah, I do love Zach that you're like What's up with all the fat players being really big personalities? Like, but this is what we have to do. It's like, have you never, have you never known fat people? I've been fat my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we do. We compensate. Santa Claus isn't like an introvert, man. Right. Like, come on, dude. We're jolly. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> we the, have to be. It's the trope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, John Daly. I miss the John Daly golfer. Fat golfer is pretty Texter. good. I agree with that. But fat golfer is pretty good. Used to be, used to be the stereotype, but then Tiger Woods just. Just threw it out the window. I loved, uh, when, I, when the senior U.S. Open was at Valhalla, like in was it 2014? Or, no, that was the, when the actual when the actual PGA was. So the senior PGA was there in like 2012, maybe. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But I followed Craig Stadler around for a while, and he's just smoking heaters nonstop <laughs> the entire <laughs> round. <laughs> it's amazing. The Walrus just I love it. I, the the best thing about baseball is that 2011 are, okay i was one year off yeah. the, well there are there are there are fat coaches but fat baseball coaches have to wear the uniform yeah, it's the it's the best like tommy lasorda you're like that's not an athlete that's not a man that works in sports you know no but he was and i, I that's the best like lou Pinella, you know like all these old guys <laughs> just just chubby walking out there exactly. wearing the it's exactly. it's really great i feel like every other sport the coach should have to wear the uniform too that's like the George Carlin stand-up. Remember, yeah. he's like, "Can you imagine Bill Parcells wearing the Giants jersey on this?" They all have to wear. Yeah, they look like Patino wearing the football jerseys. You know, they're all too small. Bill Belichick. It just looks like, it just looks like media jersey. days. That's right. <laughs> they're on the sideline, and it has a C on it. Right? There's no numbers. It's just a coach. C. That'd be great. Andy Reid in like a form-fitting Chiefs jersey on the sideline. <laughs> that would be a nightmare. <laughs> Remember when coaches wore suits on the sideline way back when? Dan Reeves, every day. Yep. Tom Landry. And then w the last, the last uh, one to do that was Mike Nolan, right? It, for uh, for right. the Niners, yep. Yep. and uh, it was a whole thing because he wanted to wear suits, but the coaches have to wear Reebok at the time, so Reebok ended up making him suits. If a coach wanted to wear a suit now, you'd be like, you're a cop. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> right. Well, that was only like ten years ago with Mike Nolan. I know. Babe Ruth, texture suggests. That's the greatest fat athlete ever. Yeah, and he was an outfielder. All right, that's, that's going to do it for us. Both. You guys uh, enjoy your weekend. We may have like an entirely new Louisville roster here 
uh, by the time we do this. And Aaron Rodgers might be a Jet by Monday. He so. might. Let's, we'll see. Mm. Jets aren't exactly good at pulling this sort of thing off. No, they're not. All right. That's going to do it for us here. You guys have a great weekend on the Drive on the Thunderbolt. See you.